not as thankful as I am. <laughs> the, <clears throat> Pastor, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> and uh, it is good to be here. I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5 is a verse we've read over the last couple weeks, and I just want you to just kind of highlight there. If you don't have a copy of God's Word, we've got a couple copies on the back tables that you can snag for your use. And um, a a simple verse, uh, uh, but a powerful verse um, that kind of speaks to the process that we've been in as a church. We've been talking the last few weeks about strategic plan and a strategic plan for us here at the Gateway Church, and then kind of not only for us as a church, but then turning it personally each week, saying, okay, how does this affect my life personally? What, what is this saying to me? And, uh, and I've been thankful uh, for what God has been doing in our hearts. But listen what it says in Proverbs 21, verse number 5. It says, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. We've been talking about planning and and coming up with with what God's heart is for us as a church. And we've talked about the hard work and and, uh, how it will pay off and how we we believe that that God is, is helping us in this process. We talked about the need for a plan because if we continue to do the same thing over and over, expecting different results, we've said that that leads to insanity, and none of us are interested in that state of mind. And we've been talking about believing for God just to pour out his blessing on us in multiple ways for there to be fruit, fruit in our own lives, but then fruit in multiplication and adding and, uh, and seeing God move in a powerful way. Each week, we've kind of unveiled a, a portion of our strategic plan. The first week, we talked about our mission statement. And again, these are rough drafts, and actually each week it's tweaked just a little. And uh, this morning, I want to share with you kind of uh, uh, where we are in this. Our mission is that we are a spirit-filled church committed to glorifying God by connecting the people of the lakeshore with God, with each other, and with the world. We added a little piece in there, the the people of the lakeshore, um, to, to bring some specifics. And our mission is who we are at this point. And again, we're kind of creating these uh, and, and using these, and I'm open to feedback. Each week has been wonderful to hear some comments and, and thoughts um, because we want to bring at our annual business meeting kind of a final draft or a final copy if, so, so we can continue to move forward. After our mission, we talked about our vision. Our vision is to be a healthy, multiplying church known for making an impact in our community and in our world. And, uh, there's, and we changed that just slightly to be instead of to become, and, and we felt like that was a, a better. But, but again, looking for feedback. There's, you can get on our website, contact me, and, uh, and we're, we're looking at, at how, how can we tailor these to be the best in what, what God is putting in our hearts. Um, it's, it's something to, to have a wordsmith kind of look over these and, and uh, kind of critique. And so if, you're, if that's your gift, we'd open, openly welcome that, and uh, we'd encourage you to do that. In this process, as we've talked about mission and vision, there's something that comes after those that we call core values, how we tie everything together. And this morning, we want to talk about core values. And, uh, and you think, man, that sounds like a boring topic. I hope that it won't be. Um, in fact, I don't think it will be. But, uh, but I, I know that as we talk about these core values, I want us to consider us as a body of believers uh, first. But then again, eat, like each week, we want to consider our own values and what, what would be important to us. Now, whether you're dealing with a business or an individual, um, it is evident what kind of values are instilled in that person or in that corporation. How many would agree that that's true? It's pretty easy after a short amount of time, whether it's written out, uh, displayed, or it's just you can tell what is important to a group of people or to a church or to a family. It's, you can tell what a corporation's values are um, just by watching, by observing See, it's interesting that you see someone's core values in their action. And action speaks louder than words because there are people, there are companies that will say one thing, say, hey, we believe in this or we do this um, or this is important to us. But man, their actions would, would speak totally opposite to that. 
in our heart is that we would uh, understand what we want to communicate, but then also to follow up with that and to see that happen. I had an experience um, about seven years ago um, I, it, at my last church, um, I had a side job uh, where I had a dealer's license where I would buy and sell cars on the side. Well, I uh, was in, uh, looking online uh, at a place in Florida called Florida Auto Auction, and their website was incredible. It was beautiful. Uh, in the list of cars and the, lots, of, lots of really cool things, and their prices were hard to beat. And um, we were making a trip to Florida, and I said, man, I, I, knew, I had heard about this place um, just through another friend one time that he had flown down, bought a car there, and came back. It was a good experience. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So I looked into kind of what they were and, and uh, tried to follow up the best I was able. And I went ahead and I confirmed to buy a 1998 Honda Accord. All right, and it had, I forget how many miles, but it was a sweet deal. It was a smoking deal. I was like, wow, this is great. We flew to Florida, and I, my family was going to fly back, and I was going to drive the car back. Well, everything they had on their website looked good, but when we got there, not only did the car not look quite as good, although it was, it was okay, but they ran me and my dad all over Fort Lauderdale area. It was a mess. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, you know, we had a check and everything. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll send you the title. And I thought, well, that's a little odd. And uh, I should have known better because it wasn't until eight months later, after the guy that owned this company went to prison, actually died in prison because he, he went to prison because of what had happened. He had sold all these cars, like 50 cars within three weeks and never paid the auction for him, and he was going to cash all the money. And uh, he fled. They caught up with him. He was in prison. He ended up dying. And the only way I was able to get my title was by doing, because the business had gone out of business, obviously, at that point, in an out-of-business affidavit. It was crazy. Steve, I know you're in the business, or used to be. It was bizarre. But what it, he had put on, what, on his website totally did not line up with who he really was totally different story happened just a few weeks ago. I bought this uh, at Christmas time. Actually, my parents bought it for me. This is a trainer. Uh, you put a bike on it. How many have seen something like this before? A few of you guys have. Well, you put your bike on it or whatever, and you can kind of take it. You can, and there's a group of guys I ride with on Tuesday mornings. And, uh, and afterwards, just a few, a few weeks after I had got this, it's used. I bought it uh, for like 50 bucks, which was a really good deal. But um, uh, after I was walking out uh, into the parking lot, and, I, and it was icy. I slipped, and I fell, and I dropped the trainer, and it broke this piece right here, um, the, the handle. And I was like, oh, man, what a bummer. And I, so I, I got home. I was like, well, I can still set it up. Had some channel locks kind of locked on it, and so I could kind of still uh, tighten it down. But I never knew anything about the company. This is a Kurt Kinetics trainer, fluid trainer. Now, what was interesting is that, you know, I was totally just going to use my, uh, use my um, vice grips and just kind of use it like that and not be a big deal. But one of the guys I ride with said, hey, I heard about this company. Like, you heard about Kurt Kinetics? Okay, all right. They make good trainers. All right, that's cool. No, they have a lifetime unconditional warranty. I'm like, yeah, but I dropped it. I mean, I, I, was, I slipped and I fell. It wasn't that it went, broke. No, they have a crash time, uh, a crash warranty as well. I'm thinking crash warranty on a trainer. Sure enough, I get on their website, and it says right at the bottom, most companies need small print to, to, uh, to uh, make their warranties valid or to, to protect themselves. We believe in our company so strongly that it's superior whatever, superior quality, uh, we will fix and replace anything that breaks for the life of your trainer. I said, wow, that's pretty incredible. Totally different. They backed up. I called them. Sure enough, the next day, uh, they send out the part. Three days later, I get it, put it on, and it's, it's like new again. Pretty incredible. But they backed up what they believed. And so there was a difference there. Now, what's interesting for us is we think about values. We need values, each of us. We need parameters or predetermined boundaries in our own lives, but we need those as a body of believers as well. 
We all have the capacity to get ourselves in trouble if we don't have good, solid values. We can slip. There's a pull. How many know that the enemy's pull can be tough at times to slip back into old natures or, or to try or to, to do things that, that would be not pleasing to the Lord? But if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. How many have heard that before? Whether it's false doctrine and we're looking at God's word, if we don't know what we believe, if we don't use God's word as a tool, there's doctrine that will come and go that will, that will keep us, uh, that, we, that we could fall for. How about raising our kids? If we don't have good boundaries in raising our kids and understanding what God has called us to do as parents, your, par- your kids will take advantage of you and they will, they will run you. And uh, that is not fun. We've seen that before. In politics, boy, if you don't stand for something, you could fall for anything. In your investments, as you spend your money, or if you invest in the market, if you say, well, shoot, this is going good, and if you just believe anything, what anyone says, you're going to fall, and and that's, that's hard. In relationships, if you don't test, if you don't know what someone believes, and if you don't know that, if you don't stand for something, saying, hey, nope, I'm not going to hang out uh, in this situation. Relationships will pull you, and you'll find yourself doing things, being places, uh, experiencing things that you never imagined that you would. We all need to react to our values, not to our feelings. If we went just by our feelings, we'd probably all be 500 pounds, wouldn't we? <laughs> I know I would. I mean, I could eat with the best of them. And, uh, but boy, if I just felt hungry, every time I felt hungry, if I just kept on eating, that would not be healthy, would it? If we just spent money like we wanted to or like we felt like we could or, we, boy, we see a good deal and we just get it without thinking or if it doesn't fit in the budget, we'd be in trouble. And uh, that would be a problem. And the uh, reality is, is probably some of us are in that circumstance right now where we've not reacted to our values, but we've reacted with our feelings. The same thing is true with our emotions. Uh, boy, if we get ticked off at someone and just let it fly, how many know that's going to lead to things that we don't want? We need to restrain ourselves. Sometimes our emotions, the way we feel, doesn't line up with, the, with our values and what we believe to be true about ourselves, and certainly spiritually as well. I'll tell you, if you believe, you say, well, I, I want to I wanna be a strong believer. I want to be committed, and, and I want to serve God. But man, if you don't spend time in God's Word, if you don't spend time praying, if you don't spend time with other believers, it's gonna, there's going to be a pull. And you say, oh, man, well, I don't feel like it. Well, a lot of times, I don't feel like getting up in the morning to spend some time with the Lord. Or there's a lot of times I don't feel like um, you know, putting in the effort spiritually, the time in prayer. But I'll tell you, when you do, when we do, there is incredible benefit. I want to talk about core values specifically as it relates to the church. And what values are, are uh, basically enduring, passionate, distinct core beliefs. Things that, that are lasting, that we can be passionate about, and they're core beliefs that kind of are, are found right deep inside of our heart. They're guiding principles that don't change. Uh, values are, uh, explain why we do what we do. They guide our conduct and our activities and our goals. They're deeply held convictions or priorities, uh, underlying assumptions about who we are. And, and you can imagine how that would fit in as we are as a body of believers. And uh, they influence our attitude. They influence our behavior. And so core values are incredibly important, not only personally, and, but in business and for the church, of course, but in, in school or with your family. Because what it boils down to, when you set your core values, your core values will depict your reputation, what you're known for. I noticed that um, Trevor uh, sat in the back uh, today instead of up front, (laughs) but we were talking about this last week, about what are you known for? It's ingrained. Your reputation, uh, uh, your values are ingrained in a family or in a church, and it leads to the way that you live your life. And so they're important. In fact, I believe everything we do ties back to our values. 
It's sort of, you could describe it like the DNA of a, of a body of believers. It's in you, and it rubs off on others. It's infectious. And so we've come up with 12 um, core values. Um, and again, these are in draft form, you know, open to feedback. If you see one of these and you're like, wait, that's, that's way off. Or if there's something we've missed, you say, man, have you ever considered this? We're open for that at this, at this time. But I want, uh, I want to kind of go through these and, and talk through these, maybe in a little bit of a creative way. We have 12 of them, and I figured if I take five minutes on each of them, that would be another hour. That would be 12, 15. And then we took some time for prayer, 12, 30, and, uh, and then brought people forward for uh, anointing and things like that. We'll, we'll be out of here by 1. And so just change your plans for noon, all right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll, we'll take as much time as we need. But I want to kind of go through these. And I need some volunteers, all right? Now, I realize I, I need 12 volunteers, all right? And so that's going to be a few of you. I won't pick on anyone that's been here, you know, four weeks or less, all right? Um, but if you're, you're here and uh, I just kind of am coming your way, like on this first one, Clayton, um, I'm going to ask that you just stand up and, uh, and come on up here, and we're going to talk about these core values. The first core value is God's Word, all right? And I want you to just kind of stand right over here and just kind of hold that there, and, uh, and we're going to talk about that for a moment. When we think about God's Word, it's our standard for life, right? It's what guides us. It's, it's our rule of thumb. When in question, we can turn to God's Word for our family, for all kinds of things, but God's Word better be one of our values. We're going to honor that, and we're going to see God's word um, uh, as a a value here at the Gateway Church. All right, the next one. Chanley, you want to help me out? Is worship, all right? And I want you just to stand right over here. When we think about worship, we're talking about worship privately, but then also corporately in a sense that worship is an important part of who we are. Worship is not just singing on Sunday morning. How many would agree? Worship is a lifestyle, and we've, we've talked about this before, but we value worship. We value coming before the Lord with our own lives individually and living a lifestyle of worship. We value coming together and experiencing worship together like we did this morning, and, uh, and boy, that is an important part, and that is one of the things that we value here. Dale, you've been here just a few more times than four, but help me out here. Come and hold this one up. Prayer. Prayer. When we talk about prayer, we're talking about communicating with God. Talking with God. But then not only talking, Dale, but listening, right? And I picked you on purpose. No, I'm just kidding, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) But prayer is talking and listening to our Father, listening for His direction. In our mission statement, we talk about being a Spirit-filled church, it's about listening to the Spirit, asking God, okay, God, what are you doing in us? And, and so we're going to value prayer as one of our parameters, all right? Melissa, why don't you help me out here with relationships, all right? Relationships um, is, is very important. There are um, people that we need to rub shoulders with right here within our body. We will grow spiritually stronger, faster in community than if we were trying to do it on our own. If we isolate ourselves, if we show up on Sunday mornings, that's the only time we see each other, we're, we're in trouble. We need community. We need relationships. And so we're going to value relationships um, here at the Gateway Church, and we, and we do value that. The next one is outreach, all right? Penny, why don't you help me out here? Outreach when we talk about outreach, we're talking about local outreach, but then all the way across the world, outreach. We talked about this morning giving to Haiti, and, and boy, that's, that's part of who we want to be. We want to have eyes that see like Jesus sees, don't we? We want to see the earth. We want to see what's happening across the globe, but then not only just to be globally minded, but we want to see what's happening here on the lakeshore. How can we reach out? How can we make an impact? And of course, those of you that were involved a few weeks ago at our hygiene drive giveaway, we got a taste of what it looks like to reach out and to make a significant impact. And so outreach is going to be one of the core values um, that, that are important to us as a church. Dale, why don't you help me out on this one? Because this one's fitting for you, all right? Let's see. No, no. Passion. We want to be passionate. 
We want to believe that we are here for a reason, and we want to be excited about it. We don't want to show up and just, church shouldn't be just a drag. Church should be a time to come and celebrate. And we, everything we do, we want to bring passion. Whether it's an event like a men's breakfast yesterday, we want to have some passion and some motivation behind that. Or if we're serving the community, or if we're doing a prayer meeting, we want to have some passion uh, behind that. And uh, I think it kind of speaks for itself. But, but passion, I believe, is one of those things that we want to keep in mind as we continue to move forward. Mandy, why don't you help me on this one? Because this uh, uh, fits you guys uh, pretty good too. This one, we will go ahead and have stand over here, is generous. The way I, uh, the tagline for this, I want to get it right, um, just because uh, this will be giving our best as we model God's nature. That's generous, isn't it? Giving our best as we model God's nature. We want to be generous. We want to go above and beyond. We want to meet needs. We want to be mindful. We want to bless one another because I believe, like the early church um, in Acts 2, it describes that they were together in one accord, one place, the, the early church was, and they gave to each other so that no one would be in, la would be in need. No one would be in need. We've, we've talked about a food pantry. We had our first donation. Uh, Kathy, thanks. Over half of that stuff has already gone out, just so you know, to bless families. And we'll continue to do that. We want to be generous with each other. We want to be generous um, in, in appreciation. We want to be generous. We want to model God's nature in the things that we do. All right? Let's see. Sean, you can help me with this one. Equipping. One of the core values, one of the things we feel is important is that we want to equip each other. Equipping to serve. Because I believe each and every one of us has a gift, has something that God has put inside of our hearts, a reason we're here, a reason we're part of this body, and we need to come alongside and we need to craft that, we need to recognize it, and we need to train to help others um, and uh, to come along. Um, one of the responsibilities I bear is equipping the saints, right out of scriptures, Ephesians chapter 4, but equipping the saints for ministry. How many know that if we're going to be successful, uh, Pastor Mark and me, uh, we can't do it all ourselves. In order to be able to accomplish what we're talking about, we need to be equipping each other, coming alongside and empowering one another to do great things. And so we're going to be an equipping church. In the process, one of the things, Matt, why don't you come on up for this one, that is important is we're going to be good stewards, all right? Come on right up over here. We're going to be good stewards. When we talk about stewardship, what we mean is we are going to be um, uh, diligent to spend money like God would spend money. We're, we want to be within our means. Let me, let me give you the tagline just so uh, we want to utilize God's resources responsibly. How many would be thankful for a church body that does that? And we have. We've been faithful. We are going to be stewards. We're going to continue. But we want that to be one of our core values, one of the guides, one of the perimeters saying, okay, are we being good stewards in the process? I love this next one. Um, Tony Tiswell, this speaks, you, you're good at this one. Um, uh, bringing excellence, all right? We want to be an excellent body of believers, uh, believing God. And uh, the tagline we have there is pursuing quality that is God honoring in everything we do. We want to be excellent. We want to have excellent programs. We want to we do things well. Um, just let me just brag on you just for a second, and I know you, you hate this, but um, with, with the whole hygiene drive that like 70 of you were involved in, which was really cool in our families, um, one of, it, you know, it was kind of from Tony's heart initially, and the, the missions board uh, went with it, and, uh, but Tony is always saying, let's do less well, and that's what this speaks to, excellence, making sure that what we do is not last minute, is not uh, flippant, is but but is done well. The last, or we got two more. Let's see. Who wants to help me? You want to help me, Robin? All right. We want to be relevant. We want to engage the culture that we are living in. We want to be relevant. And what that means is that we want to be timely. 
We want to be understanding the times and, being, and know what to do. Kind of like the, the men of Issachar that the Bible talks about. They understood the time, and the Bible says they knew what to do. And that's what relevance means to me. We want to be relevant. We want to meet needs where we can. And where we, we don't want to say, hey, we're going to do, um, you know, we're going to give away, you know, toothpicks to everybody. You know, I mean, that would not be relevant. <laughs> but if, boy, if we could give toothpaste, you know, it, it's totally different. That just was totally on the fly. That was not, I better stick to my notes. Otherwise, I'm going to be slipping away from the excellence here, okay? Relevant, engaging the culture we live in. And then the last thing, who would be good for that? Oh, Aaron, I'm glad you put your hands up to, to recommend someone else. But this one fits Aaron. And Aaron, come on up here. This one is close to my heart. And uh, we haven't really put a tagline to this one. Um, and a few people have said, are you serious about this? And uh, I'd be interested in your feedback, um, but tell me, you think that'd be a good core value? Why don't you show everyone? We want to have fun. <laughs> we, we don't want to be boring. We want to have fun. And I, I don't know, it may make the list, may not, but at least for this morning, uh, we want, we want to, to be seeing these things happen. And, uh, and that's part, you know, part of who I am, uh, and uh, I, I want to have fun. So let's look at these for, for a moment. We started with God's Word, honoring the Bible as our standard for life. Then we went to worship over here on this side, offering ourselves publicly and privately to Jesus. Our relationships over here, um, or over here, I'm not sure how, where we went with this, but enjoying authentic community and fellowship. How about prayer, communicating with God, listening for his direction? What about outreach, reaching beyond ourselves locally and globally? Passion, bringing energy, enthusiasm in what we do. We want to be generous, giving our best as we model God's nature. We want to be equipped, training to serve in areas of giftedness. Stewardship, utilizing God's resources responsibly, excellence, pursuing quality that, that is God-honoring in everything we do. We want to be relevant, engaging the culture we live in, and man, it better be fun. Dave Biller's not here, but he's having fun, I can guarantee you. They, Pam and Dave are in Texas, um, and they are starting a business um, and uh, they're both retired, but they're refiring. And um, Dave, one of the things he is always saying, he's one of our board members, for the, those of you that know him, he's saying, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and that just ministers to me. I don't know. And so we want to have fun in the process. The challenge, though, is that we can come up with these things. We can kind of even you know, write them down. We can post them different places. But the challenge for all of us is to be consistent in these things, to avoid distraction in the process. And I want you to know, each one that are standing and each one that are sitting here, as a church, you are a part of these values. We want you to know these values, to be following these values. And then there's other things that will be personal, you know, values that, that you would hold dear Enduring passionate core beliefs for you or for, that are specific for your family. Guiding principles that don't, don't change for your life. Deep convictions, priorities. Your reputation, each of our reputations is going to be slightly different, right? But it, we need to understand that it's so important for us to, to have these values. And not only to have them, but to live by them. That it becomes part of who we are. See, the fact is, is that we can have these things and we can lose the parameter or distractions can come. We can be wishy-washy. The reality is that if we don't stay on course, we're going to get out of bounds um, and we're going we're to be off track. Whether it's in our standards, you say, man, well, I would, I would never you know, uh, drink or, or smoke pot and all of a sudden you're with a group of people and everyone's doing it and, and here you go. No, if you have values set in advance, that, those, that will help you. You say, well, man, you know, I, I would never steal, but, but you're at the store and you're in need and you're saying, man, I, I need it and that would fit in my pocket and, and man, this store, they don't need my money anyway. And all of a sudden, there's something you know, taken. Or boy, you're at school and you say, well, I've got a value to, to be honest, all right? And I uh, say, man, 
uh, I, would never, I would never cheat, but the opportunity comes and uh, someone slips you the answers and you're saying, man, do I risk you know, getting a B when I could get an A or, or a D to an A, whatever? In our relationships, if we don't have clear-cut boundaries, parameters in our relationships, church, we're going to be sunk. The world's pull is strong. You end up going too far, going too fast. What about your spending? The thing is, there's destruction that is a step or two away for any of us. Isn't that true? But the fact is, is that if we can create values, parameters to live by, on the, on the good side, is that if we live by these things, if we stay within these boundaries, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen in your life and in my life. Blessings, personally, corporately. And the power of together um, is, is that there's unity. And I believe that there's a favor of God when we have strong values that will lead us and help keep us on track. Everything we do is tied to these things. This may not be a complete list. Uh, we've got a few weeks for, for critiquing. And, and I, again, we'd be open for your feedback. But let's be committed to these things. Let's consider our own worship, our own lives. Consider our relationships. Are there relationships this, that you know in your life at this point are ungodly? Do you need a little passion in your life uh, to, to spur you on to, to do? What about equipping? Are there things in your life that you're just getting by, not pursuing excellence? I would challenge you in that personally fun, of course. We'll just leave that one out by itself. Relevant. Where you are, where you work, the people you touch. Are you, are you meeting their needs? Are you relevant? Are, do you even understand the culture that you're living in? That's what relevance speaks to me. Are you a good steward of what God has given you? Not only your money, but your time, your talents. Are you being a good steward? Are you generous? Boy, I hope so. It is fun being generous and uh, giving like God would. Outreach, we're going to be looking out, and then prayer, and then, of course, our parameters are really set by God's Word. And what's interesting is each of these things, I believe, are found in God's Word first. And Lord, help us as a body of believers to not only do these things, sorry, but to but to do these things well. You guys can have a seat. Thanks for your help this morning. This morning, I want to challenge us as a body in these 12 areas. And I'm going to ask the, uh, the Dale if you'd come and, and just, just play. Um, you can uh, just kind of set an atmosphere for prayer. In a moment, we're going to pray at, for a church, and I'm going to ask for 12 volunteers to pray over each one of these, just a 15, 20-second prayer, 30-second prayer, to pray through these, that God, you'd help us to honor God's word, that you would help us to be generous. And uh, of course, the board, I'd, I'd expect you guys to come forward, but I'm going to ask others to be bold, just to, we're going to come and we're going to pray and ask God to, to move in these areas. And we're going to agree together that, that God would help us to accomplish what concerns us today. And as we do that, there may be things in your life that are brought to attention. The Holy Spirit can do that. That he would be speaking to your life about values that you have, things that you've allowed in your life, things that, that you need to bring back into your life. Maybe at one time, you spent time in the Word or you spent time in prayer, but boy, it's been a long time. Maybe there's relationships that you would have never imagined yourself in, but now you're, you're in the thick of it and you're, you're slipping. There may be things that the Holy Spirit would be speaking to your heart. And I just challenge you as we pray as a body of believers for our church, asking God to touch us in a supernatural way, I pray that God would work in your life equally. 
in one of those ways that I'd like to take a moment. In fact, if everyone could bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here this morning, before we pray for the church, I want to make sure that you have made a personal relationship with Jesus. If you're here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and you're ready to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to encourage you to slip up your hand right where you are. Or maybe at one time you were connected with the Lord and you feel like you're away from the Lord. Who today would be saying yes to the Lord, his calling, his, his drawing? You want to get your life right. You're, you're, you're ready to not live on your own. Who would, anyone at all, say, that's me. That's me. Looking on my right, your left, over in this section. Anyone at all responding to the Lord this morning? How about the center section? If you're away from Jesus, don't resist. I'm not going to bring you forward, not even going to call you out, but I want to pray for you, give you an opportunity to lead you in a miracle prayer. On my left, your right, anyone at all, saying, that's me. I want to get my life right with God. Okay. All right. With your head continue to be bowed, eyes continue to be closed, I'm going to ask that 12 of you would come. And we'll get a microphone and one by one, we want to pray through these core values. Asking God to help us as a body of believers. Praying for this church. Praying for your pastors. There's a novel idea. But asking God supernaturally to meet our needs. Who would like to pray for God's word this morning? Just stand up right where you are. Yeah, go ahead there. Nice and loud. But actually, let me get a microphone for you. Come on up, Clayton. I appreciate you standing up first. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Yes, Lord. God. We thank you for that guidance, that roadmap, Lord God, that we can dive into each and every day, Lord God. Yes, God. And that you cared enough, Lord God, Praise to give us Lord. that direction, yes. to give us a, a source, yes. Lord God, that we can not just have to guess what your will is for our life, not have to guess what your direction is, Lord God, but that you've provided your word for yes, us, God. Lord, to have readily accessible means to communicate with you, Lord God. Yes. And we just thank you for that, Lord God, and let us not ever take it for granted how mm -hmm. freely Hallelujah. we have access to that word, Lord and that we would just come and seek your face Praise through it each Lord. and every day, Lord. We thank you for that opportunity. Yes. Amen. Who would like to pray for worship? Second. Yeah, Rick, thanks. And while he's coming, who will pray for prayer? Uh, that we'd be a body of believers that are praying. Yes. Lord, we just thank you that we can live a lifestyle of worship yes we can the worth of, of who you are for every aspect of our lives Lord that we would be thinking of you we would be focused on you mm -hmm. we would be submitted to your lordship let it be God and we thank you for it for what you're going to do within us Lord as we worship you in every aspect of life and we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Who will pray for outreach for us? Reaching out. Yeah, Penny. And then generosity. That we would be a generous body of believers. Who would be willing to pray for that? Lord, we just come before you and we lift up this value of prayer. Yep. And God, we see throughout your word how when your people pray, Lord, you respond. Yes. Lord, help us to not forget that you hear our prayers and you answer them. Yes, God. And Lord, you say that we have not because we ask not. Lord, let that not be said of us. May we be a people and a church that prays, that seeks your face. Yes. And we lift this to you. Amen. Generosity. Who would uh, pray for stewardship, that we'd be good stewards? Go ahead. Dear Lord, 
outreach that we can reach other yeah. people. Thank you, Lord. So that we can make ourselves known to them Praise as someone God. who can help them in whatever they need. That we can see past our own nodes and past yeah, our own God. needs. Help us, Lord. To help us Hallelujah. look at the community and see what needs to be done. Praise God. And to find a way to get it done. Amen. Amen. Stewardship and then relevance. Those are two that we need. Who, who would like to pray for stewardship? Maybe our treasurer could. Dennis, why don't you come and pray for that one? And then someone that would pray for relevance after that. Lord, help us to be a generous church, God. Yes. Help us to be cheerful givers, Lord. And we all know and have heard a lot of times it's better to give than to receive, God. But help those words to just jump out and be new to us, Lord, and not the, the familiarity of them to be something that we forget or take for granted, God, and help us to see needs around us. Yes, God. And just to remember, Lord, that um, <clears throat> if we're Christians and we say that we have love and that we love you and you give us love, Lord, help us not to forget that this is an act we can do to show that, Lord. And um, we just thank you for the opportunities we know that you'll bring to our minds that we can act on today. Yes. Who will pray for relevance? And then we have excellence as well. You guys come. Lord, you have given us so much. Praise God. Thank you, God. Let us be found faithful, Lord. Yep. In handling Praise Jesus. what you have given us. Praise Everything you. belongs to you, Lord. Praise Help you, us to be mindful of that. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, God. That we'd be found faithful in multiplying your gifts. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Joe. We'll have Tony pray. And then we need equipping, equipping the saints, and then passion. That we'd be a passionate body as well. Go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, we just pray that any any endeavor that we do, we, we're an example of you, an example of excellence in that. I think the greatest example that you laid out was your son, Jesus Christ, living a sinless life. And, and yes. Lord, we aspire to, Praise if, we, if we desire to do something, that we do it to the best of our abilities. Amen. Go ahead and pray for passion. Thanks. Father, I just pray that we would be a church that would love you with all of our hearts and all of our souls and all of our minds and all of our strength, Lord, that we would pour our passions into you, Lord, that we would pour our passions into each other, Lord, that yes. we would be, bear one another's burdens, yes, Lord, that we yes, would be connected God. with one another, Thank Father you, God, that even in the, as Thank they you, did Lord. in the New Testament, Lord, that Thank they would you, be Jesus. eager to meet each other's Praise needs and help name. each other and pray for one another, yes, Lord. God. And Lord, I pray that you would put a passion in our heart Hallelujah. to reach out to the world, Father yes. God, yes, that we God. would be those that we would Thank not you, just have our eyes calloused with yes. complacency, Lord, oh, but God. we would see the needs, Lord, oh, and that God. we would reach God. out to those that you give oh, us divine appointments yes, every Lord. single week, Lord, yes, Lord, that people need you, Hallelujah. and we have the answer, and Hallelujah. that's not in our own ability, but Hallelujah. it's because of God. who you are, and Hallelujah. Lord, I pray Praise that we God. would be a passionate church, yes, that God. people would see you, Hallelujah, that when God. we walk by, it wouldn't be us Hallelujah. and our inconsistencies and our own um, failures and things, but we would be able to exemplify your love Amen. and your peace Amen. in situations, Lord, that we would Praise go in God. and we would be vessels of Hallelujah, change God. for you, Lord, that we would we would Praise go in situations, name. Lord, and we would have answers because you, you are Jesus. their answer, Lord. Hallelujah. Give us the boldness we need Hallelujah. to express your passion in these areas, Amen. Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We need someone to pray for equipping and then someone to pray for fun as well. Equipping and fun. Go ahead. Relationships, Father God, in this yeah. church, Father God. Father God, first Praise off, relationships, Lord, with each individual, Lord, that, that we have a relationship with you, Father God, a relationship Praise where we rely on you, Father, where we seek your face, Father, where we spend time in your word, Lord, to get to know you, Lord, to build a greater relationship yes, with you, God. Father God. Father God, I also pray, Lord, that we have relationships here with each other, Father God. Yes. Father God, help strengthen those relationships between each person and, and each, each pew here, Father God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we can 
we can lift each other up, Lord. You, we Lord. can bear yes. each other's burdens, yes. Father God, because we have that relationship, Father God, you, where we love each other, Father, and where that Hallelujah. we know each other. Father God, I also pray, Lord, for relationships, Father God, that that we have for people outside of the, these walls, Father God. Father God, not unhealthy relationships, Lord, but oh relationships with these people, Lord, that uh, yeah. where we bring them up, Father, instead of them bringing us down, down Father. Yes. Father God, I pray yes. that these relationships, Lord, oh draw them unto you, Praise Father God, because of what they see in us and what they see in our relationship with them, Father, that it draws them to you and it draws them into this church or into any other church, Father God, that they, they just find a place, Lord, where they, most importantly, Father, can, can develop a relationship with you as well. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that we would be a, a relevant church, Lord. God, that we would be timely, Father, that, yes. that you'd give Ben the words to say when they need to be said, God. Lord, that, that every situation that people come in here with, God, every, every need, Lord, we'd be sensitive to. God, I pray for relevance here today, God. Lord, that we're just not up here just uh, uh, speaking things and, and praying things, but God, that, that your Holy Spirit would come and lead and guide us. Help us to be relevant. Thank here, you, God. Jesus. Let this church be insensitive. Let us, let us be sensitive to the people's yes. needs. Yes, Lord. Let us honor you in everything we do. Mm, Lord, waiting on you, worshiping you, Praise desiring you. your presence. Hallelujah. Lord, knowing that that and only that is going to break the yokes of the people today, Lord. God, I pray that relevance would overwhelm this place, God, so that we could Hallelujah. meet the needs of the people. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise and Lord, we, as we continue to pray on equipping yes, ourselves, God. Lord, equipping the world, God, I pray that you would be sensitive with your spirit, God, toward us. And Lord, as we enter in each and every day of our lives, God, that you would help us equipping our own selves to teach uh, each other, Lord, and, and uh, ones around us. Because God, without your word, equipping us in the wrong ways, it would be unhealthy. And I pray, God, that you would just help not only our church, but each and every person, God, as they enter in your, in your word and, and they pray and seek you. God, equip your saints, I pray. And, Lord, equip them with your, by your Holy Spirit, leading and directing, God, um, changing the hearts and minds of your people. I pray this in Jesus' name. When the lady prayed for a passion, <clears throat> God gave me a scripture to share with the church. It's in Acts 4, 13. And it says, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And this is the sentence that really stood out. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And that's what we have to remember. People realize when we've been with Jesus. So we need to spend the time in the word. That's so true. Thanks, Judy, for sharing that. And that kind of leads me to my last point. Jesus drew people to him. People wanted to be around him. Not only because he was generous, he knew God's word, he, he was a, a man of prayer and of worship, and, and he embraced these things, he was equipping his disciples, but he was found at the sinner's house. He was invited to weddings, I believe, because Jesus embraced that this passion here to, to have fun, to enjoy life. Our lives are not intended to be a drudgery or to be just you know, going through the motions. But when you fully commit your life to the Lord and are a part of a body of believers that are directing their energies in a direction, there is great joy. It can be a a blast. Serving in the trenches together, praying together, meeting needs together. I'll tell you, that motivates me. That gets my, my heart racing, knowing that when I look at my life, some of the most enjoyable times I've ever had was serving the Lord with other believers, reaching out, trying to make a difference, making an impact. And I believe God is calling all of us to that. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. 
This has been unusual, the, the, the prayer time, but I think it's good for us to take moments of, of intercession together. Before you head out to this morning, I'm going to encourage you to, again, to consider your own life. Say, God, where can you tweak my situation? Where can you work in my life? And I believe that the Holy Spirit will work in each of us in a little different direction. And uh, he certainly has the ability to do that. Let me pray a prayer of benediction. And when you feel released, you head out and have a wonderful week. And uh, come back next week uh, ready to worship the Lord together and to learn more, to be in God's presence together. Father, I pray right now that you would help us with these boundaries, with these parameters, with these core values, Lord. God, that they would not just be something we talk about, but Lord, that it would be part of us. We'd be known for these things. God, that we would be recognized and uh, that there would be a, a, a distinct change, Lord, where change needs to happen. Lord, that there would be direction for those that are directionless. God, that there would be focus to those that are passionate. God, that we would be equipping each other. Lord, that we'd be reaching out. God, in outreach. God, that we'd be generous on all occasions. God, we'd honor your word. Lord, we'd highlight relationships and enjoying community. That prayer would be a motivator in each of our lives. That, God, we would engage our culture. And, God, we'd pursue quality in everything we do. God, I pray that these things would mark us as a body. And, Lord, that they would help us, keep us on target. God, I pray. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory. Father, go before us, behind us, and all around us for your glory, for your honor. And all God's people said together, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you next week. Actually, we'll see you Wednesday night, Bible study, right here, 6.30 on Wednesday night.